So, you know, we just uh, we just had Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Just celebrated Thanksgiving. It's a day, right? It's a special day. Everybody knows about Thanksgiving. Yeah. Have you noticed, like, since the advent of social media, there's a day for everything? We got a day for everything. Like, <laughs> put it this way. November 24th. Do you know what was November 24th? You probably don't know. I'm going to tell you anyway. You know what it was? National Sardine Day. National Sardine. There's a Sardine Day. National okay. Sardine Day. Yeah. We got we got all kinds of different days. I, I let me run through a couple for you. Yeah. Uh, April twenty eighth, National Superhero Day. That would be a good one for you. you that would you, be if you, I had, oh, right. Had, if had I known about you throw it. Throw on a cape and some tight underpants, run around yeah. town. Right. That would <laughs> yeah. be a good one for you. Yeah. Scare the uh, locals. That's great. May twenty fifth, National Geek Day. A day for geeks. I, I would have done that day. too. Right. Every day, Todd. Right. Well, every, every day. Well, for the both of us, right? <laughs> we're, we're geeks. I would have done that. December 30th coming up, right? Yeah. Uh, this is a great one between Christmas and New Year's. National Bacon Day. Bacon. 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 Every bacon. day, Todd. Every day. <laughs> for you. Not for me, though. So who sponsors these? Like, Nobody. How? Somebody. You could probably go on and make one. Yeah. If you want, go yeah. on and make it. I bet there's an ugly sweater day. Oh, sure. That's yeah. the, how fun is that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Peg in the office, put on an yeah. ugly sweater. Zit popping day. <laughs> Zit popping day. Yeah. Here's one. May 7th in Sweden only. No pants day. National no pants day in Sweden. And they probably do go no pants. Hey, New York City does that on the subways. Do they? Yeah. There's a day where on, people just. It's yeah. probably every day you I can mean, find not, someone. Oh, yeah. But I just mean there's a day where everybody makes a concerted effort not to wear pants on, on the subway. I, I've never done it. Why not? But. Well, that, that takes you to August 5th coming up. Uh, we got to wait till next summer, August 5th, National Underwear Day. That's a fun one. Yeah, that, that doesn't fill me with. Underwear. Yeah, I, yeah. And I'll hit you with these last two, and then we can get on with, the, with your, your guests for today. <laughs> but February 5th coming up, uh, National Toast Day. People are big fans of toast. Okay. Yeah. That, That's you. I know you love toast. I, oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a carb Every king, Sunday. right? Yeah. And then December 8th, coming up, Scott, you might like this one. Coming up on December 8th, National Lard Day. Lard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Who doesn't love lard? Well, I mean, you cook with it, right? You cook with it. Yeah. Right. That's about yeah. it. What else do you do with it? Yeah. I... I'm sure there are other uses, but that's are. not appropriate for this but I just program don't understand. or any other program, <laughs> yeah, quite right. honestly. <laughs> but I just don't so, understand, like, why is there a day for it? Why do we have to have a day for it? That's all. People I, like it, to, listen, especially in this country, we're not going to get into it. People, it's all about segmentation. It drives yeah. me crazy. I've never been a part of it. I've never liked all the different parades, the this, the that. So many parades. Just, it's like, I just... You know, one like yeah. if you like toast, that's great. If you like waffles, whipped cream, whatever, yeah. it's fine. You know, I don't like fruit in my chocolates. Some people do. Oh, that's, no, no, okay, I that's don't like great. fruit in my baked goods. You know, it's like that's yeah. what you know. Yeah, to me, chocolate's chocolate. Kids don't want fruit in their chocolate, but whatever. There's, I'm yeah, sure there's okay. a day for that. But everybody likes to segment. I guess so. Hey, anyway, who's your, who's yeah. your guest for today? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I think I'm we, sorry, I, it's, I babble. No, that's a bab babble. Can it's good be good to babble. Um, but I am very, very. First of all, it's probably this is. To date, and I know our other guests might get a little offended. To date, this is probably our coolest guest so far. Very hip, v it's cooler than both of us. Uh, please, we're not even. We don't even. We don't even register. Yeah. Are you kidding? We don't even register. Um, I ha uh, we've got today, ladies and gents. Uh, we've got Quinn Titsworth on. He is the. Um, he's a creative strategist. He's a designer. Um, he started his own company, which we're going to get into. Um, I was very, very fortunate uh, to meet Quinn back in, I think it was 2008. Hmm. And uh, he's- 2008? Yeah, 2008. All right. And uh, he, I, I actually worked. His mom and I worked together. I worked for his mom. She's amazing. She's oh, there's good. the connection. Yes. All right, so, gotcha. 
So he's his, a young guy. Very young guy. Right. So his, his, his mom is going to be on a future show for sure. I'm going to, I'm going to get her on here because she's, she's got a hell of a story too, but okay. Quinn's story, um, as I've, I've gotten to, as I've gotten to know him and, and spent more time with him, he's got an incredible story, incredibly creative genius, and he just makes things happen. So if you guys today get anything out of this, it's, it's, you're going to learn how to make, you're going to learn how to make things happen and be persistent be tenacious. That's great. So without further ado, let's get to Quinn. Quinn, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me on, George. Yes, appreciate it. Of course. Quinn is live from London right now. I love having my London people on. You know that, Todd. So. I do. It's good. Um, <laughs> Quinn, I uh, I probably didn't even do that in- introduction justice, but you know, it, it was funny when I was looking over things. It's like, yeah, it's been like, I've known you for like 12 years in one way, shape or form, you know? How yeah. we, I mean, I first met you, I think you were just starting high school when I met you, right? Yeah, just barely, really. Right. It was just <laughs> barely, right? It was more like middle school yeah. in New York mm-hmm. City. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then I went to London for a couple of years. Then I moved back and I would see you and your brother and the family here and there. And then your mom got the opportunity. Your mom and I, I moved back. And then within like three or four months, you guys were moving to London. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't we just kind of pick up there? You, you, you packed up, you moved to London and, uh, you know, talk about that transition maybe a little bit, and then, uh, we can talk about how you started forming your ideas. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so first I went to school in Boston. I think that's like important to start. Yeah, because, fine. That's great. You know, talking about a nonlinear path, I initially went to school for sports medicine. And, you know, as I was going through that, that career or career path, I started to realize it kind of wasn't for me. Um, and I needed something that kind of, um, fulfilled my creative outputs a bit more. You know what I mean? So that's um, right. I forgot about that. So you did, that's right. You went for sports med and bought, that's right. Yeah. So I studied for sports med for about a year and a half in Boston and then, you know, kind of made a big transition to come to London, um, and kind of explore and try to figure out what I wanted to do with my creative creativity. You know, when I was in college, I was trying a lot of different things. I was in the studios. I was trying to take part in every kind of art extracurricular I could, and I just wasn't fulfilled enough. So, you know, coming to London was definitely that jump to allow me to, um, so explore there, a bit more. Was and, there something in Boston though, that, that kind of triggered like, okay, it's time to go. Cause I think so many people get in these modes of like, well, this is what I'm doing and I don't love it now, but maybe I will love it. And they, they let things drag on and you seem to be very, deliberate you're like okay you know what this isn't working for me time to do something else like what was that was there a moment or was it just like hey i'm done i think it was it was coming to a time where i started to realize like i couldn't see myself in this position for the next 40 years and you know when you're studying medicine i'm someone who wants to go all out so i would be looking to go for my master's or my phd etc and i started to realize that you know i wasn't looking forward to those next 8 10 12 years Um, and then I wasn't excited about the years after that, when I was in that career. So I wanted to do something that kind of made me excited every day. You know what I mean? I wanted to wake up super excited and, you know, there's obviously a lot of hard work that goes into it, but you should feel super excited about, you know, waking up and doing what you love to do. Couldn't agree more. All right. So you made the move to London and you had, you, and you knew you were already, you'd taken all these, these extracurricular art classes and, and, and done some creative stuff. Now you've moved to London. Yeah. So now I moved to London, um, completely shifted. I had no friends and that was kind of the (laughs) biggest thing for me because, um, I'm a super sociable guy. So, you know, me getting inspiration from 
my network is super important for me and I didn't have that network. So, you know, I came to London and I just, I really started, you know, Instagramming, DMing a bunch of people, you know, pretty much cold calling is what they would say, wow. um, as many brands and people as I could. Wow. So that's how you, I mean, that's literally how you met, met people then and built yeah, your network. So literally just through Instagram DMing and then, you know, one thing led to another. Um, I got the opportunity to do a small internship with a brand called Marlon London. Um, they were doing a pop-up um, and I was okay. able to meet a bunch of really interesting people through there. Um, but yeah, it just all started from kind of reaching out without having anything to reach out to, you know? And that's when we used to do it back in the old days, that was called pounding the pavement. You go business to business and meet people, but now that's the way they do it now. DM, yeah. social media. But, but I, I see, I, I still, I find that so impressive because I find like a lot of people today, whatever the age, they just, there's just this inherent shyness. I mean, you know, literally I could have started this podcast probably five years ago. had the wherewithal, but I was kind of shy about it. Uh, who wants to hear me? Who wants, and here you are, Hey, I'm in a new country. I'm, I'm setting up shop and it's time to go out and meet people. And that's how you did it. And that's not many people would do that. No, I, I wouldn't even think to do it that way, but you know, so, so with all the people you're meeting then, what were some of the crucial, like, did you, did you, did you deliberately target certain people in certain fields or was it like, oh, they've got a cool vibe. Was it about the photos they take and, and, or was it, or was it more about finding people that have your similar, your similar taste or your similar vibe that, that you thought you could work with and partner with? I think it started as in a much wider scope. Like I was kind of just DMing anybody who I felt could provide me with some advice, some, um, some thoughts about, you know, London in general and, and the scene. And, um, and then as I started to get on, I started to find people who, you know, really were in that lane where I kind of wanted to go that were, you know, doing fashion, but also super involved in the art scene and that contemporary art scene as well. Um, which was super important to me at the time. Um, so yeah, I think it was a bit of both, but as I, as I got on, as I started to understand the scope of what London looked like, I started to kind of narrow it down to people who I really felt would help me a lot. That's great. And so what, what, you know, I, I, with all that going on, was there a key relationship or a key moment where something just kind of like clicked, like where you just started building up your crew? I think, you know, yeah, go, I think going back to the pop-up with Mar London, you know, mm -hmm. I, I really ap applaud uh, Marcel for kind of just taking me in. Um, he allowed me to kind of help develop this pop-up. Oh, we get that yeah. all the time. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, that's all right. Busy man. Um, <laughs> so yeah, <Thank> you. <laughs> um, I kinda, so I really applaud Marcel for um, bringing me in. You know, he allowed me to help set up his pop-up. You know, we painted all the walls of the store. So that was really cool. And then at the pop-up, he had me start uh, painting on shoes outside of the store to kind of draw people in. And, you know, that kind of really made me understand that people like my artwork. And that was like a really key moment for me. Um, I never really thought I could sell art. Right. Um, I thought it was so very distant. Um, but, you know, here I was selling art with this guy and we were making, you know, some good cash. That's great. So then you took the... So you took the art and then the, the fashion. And so when was the, is this when you started thinking about your own thing or, yeah. and, and then how did that, how did that come about? So definitely after the pop-up, I started to kind of develop my own ideas and 
what I kind of wanted to see for it. Um, Marcel has a very specific vision for what he wants for his brand. And I kind of had a very, you know, it's similar, but very different kind of uh, path and Mm -hmm. kind of goal of where I wanted to go with it. Um, so one of my close friends at the time and still one of my best friends, Connor Stankovich, um, you know, we went to college together and we both kind of left, uh, that school in Boston at the same time. Um, him leaving for music, myself leaving for, you know, coming to London. Right. And we kind of decided to link up back in New York and have a pop-up with, um, another one of my friends from high school, Alan, um, and just kind of, you know, try to sell what we could. Um, and that was kind of a few months after that pop-up. And, um, that was a crazy experience, no doubt. Yeah. So what was that product? What, like, what were, what were the pro what was your first product or what were those products that you were selling when you guys all got together? Was it just your artwork? So it was a, yeah, it was a mix of large format canvases Okay. and, um, you know, denim jackets really painted on denim jackets. Ah, so then we get into the custom work. Mm. Yep. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So you do that and then I'm guessing you head back to London and then, Yep. And so now you've got the paint. All right. So you've, you've got the painting down, which super talented Todd, I'll have to show you some of the, some of Quinn's oh, I'd work. I'd love to see it. And then, but then you start taking like the denim jacket and do the custom. And then, cause I don't want to give away too much of the story. And then you get back to London and then what happens there? So I get back to London and you know, I'm, I'm still trying to meet a lot of people. And I, I met a few really important people in my life at the time, uh, okay. Alex and Sonia, who yeah. kind of were able to help. They're, they're much older than me. They were kind of able to help guide me and, and, you know, provide me with a little bit more maturity in terms of a business sense. Okay. Um, okay. And, you know, that was a qu- crazy experience. So essentially came back to London, had a few months of still kind of just, you know, trying to find a bunch of people who, to work with, et cetera. And, um, come, you know, I think it was September or November of that year, I started one of one studios, which is essentially yeah. the brand that kind of, I still have today and, uh, you know, kind of run all my th- creative and art through there. Yes. And one of one studios, I've got, uh, I've got a couple of pieces, so I'm going to put those up on our Instagram when we promote the show. Cause they're really, you cool. have These physical t-shirts. pieces. Yeah. Oh, two t-shirts. I have a white t-shirt too? and a black. No, they're actual t-shirts. Oh, I could get them okay. framed, but I wear them. Well, I know. Well, good for you. We call <laughs> and them I, pieces. And I still you know what? Them. Let's go back to pop-up. Okay. I mean, I know what a pop-up is. Do a lot of people know what pop-ups are? It's a To me, that's a big city kind of thing. Like if you're in Rochester, <laughs> there aren't pop-ups. There's no such thing as a pop-up. People would think you're out of your mind. What, Quinn, yeah. can you talk a little bit about what a pop-up is? That's a good good point. Yeah. So a pop-up is essentially taking a space or a kind of retail space and taking it over for a short period of time. So a day, two days, three days, well, real you short. Know, the longest or two weeks maximum, you know, um, and really kind of just taking that retail space and making it your own and then inviting people on the day to come down and support you. Yeah. So it's a kind of a, almost a one day event. Um, yeah. And, and those are, those are real successful for you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think those were the, some of the most key learning experiences for me because it, it really showed me one, I could sell stuff and two that, you know, people were engaged. And then it also sh- showed me, you know, really like the retail landscape, like how to really work in that space and how to begin to create cash flow. You know what I mean? You have to pay for the space, right? You so, yeah. you know, there, there's expenses there that you have to, you know, recoup. So just kind of allowed me to get into that, you know, business mentality a bit quicker um, than if I 
hadn't done those pop-ups. What's your, what's your art background? Are you self-taught or did you have any, you know, uh, training in the, you know, arts, you know, in high school or even in college? Uh, so yeah, I definitely consider myself self-taught. I took great. one art class when I was in high school. Um, that was really, really great. I had a really great art teacher. Um, and yeah, I think my entire life, like, um, George, I'm sure you've heard this from my parents, but I used to build a ton of stuff when I was a kid. Yep. Like I would make multiple multi-level cities out of like toilet paper rolls oh. and like different pieces of cardboard and stuff. And I was always just super, super creative. Um, and as yeah. I got on, I started to just try different mediums and started to realize like painting and pen work was something that I really appreciated. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah. yeah so one of one studios, what it was Quinn's company. That was his first company. And Quinn, how, how old were you when you started that? I was 20. Yeah. 20, 20, just there. Yeah. 20. And the, I mean, you had a small studio, you did a lot of work at, in, in your, in your apartment, but you had also had a small studio and you did, you did some really cool events in London. I was fortunate to be able to go to at least two of them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where you got to show off your work. I mean, there was one session. I still have a video of Quinn where we were in this really cool space, um, showing off the clothes, but then he would throw like a leather jacket up on a canvas and just start painting okay, on the yeah. leather jacket. And, and that was a lot of your, I mean, those leather jackets were, I mean, that kind of, that was your signature at the time, right? You had a couple of clients for those. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, yeah, you, you spoke about it. those events were, were some of the, you know, craziest nights of my life, just because I was able to, you know, share my art with everybody. And you, you know, you talk about the live painting and that's something that I've kind of kept along with me, you know what I mean? Being able to show people live, how to be able to, yep. how I create, you know what I mean? Um, and I think people really appreciate that because it, it feels very raw and authentic. Um, and I think that's something I've always tried to keep with my, um, my artwork, you know? Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then there was another event where he actually had custom Nike sneakers that, oh, that yeah. Quinn actually painted them custom. I mean, they were so cool. I, I say, oh yeah, because I saw that on his Instagram. It was a pair of white Nike Airs with, I think, a lion head on it, correct? Mm -hmm. Or a tiger? I can't yeah. remember. But those are great. Like, it would do people, are, do they come to you and say, hey, here's some new Nike Airs. Will you paint on these for me? Yeah, I think... Well, specifically with the Air Forces, you know, it's it was a super trendy thing a few years back. Yep. And I was able to kind of, you know, do it a few times for a few pretty successful people. So those, yep. those ones that you saw on my Instagram yeah. were for Wizkid, um, who's a very successful Afrobeat artist. Um, and yeah, I kind of just um, rolled, rolled along that way. Yeah, that's cool. That's great. So... How has, I guess, so you started one of one at 20. How has that been, how, how have you grown that over the last couple of years? And then maybe lead us into what you're doing today. Because um, again, I don't want to give away the surprise, but I don't even know much about Platoon. So I want to hear more about that because you've, um, you've really gotten into some really cool stuff. Yeah. So Platoon kind of just came really wildly, genuinely. I kind of, I styled one of their artists about two years back. And, um, we've kind of, we've kind of kept in contact for a little, you know, here and then, and then they were looking for someone to help out with their merchandise. Okay. Um, so I came in to kind of, you know, help figure out what that looks like and stuff and help style the artists and figure out a few different things. And, um, that's kind of how it started. And, you know, 
it's I've so I've been with Platoon for about a year and eight months now. Okay. And it's been some of the greatest work I've done. Um, I'm working with, you know, several super talented, talented artists yep. from around the world. Um, and, you know, helping on the marketing side, helping on the creative strategy side, um, kind of using, you know, whatever I can to, to right. help fuel the fire. And then while you've been doing that, and this is the question everybody usually gets asked during this, during this, uh, extraordinary time in our lives, how have you been keeping, I mean, obviously you've got platoon. How else have you been keeping busy with all the, you know, quote unquote shutdowns and everything's kind of been quiet. Yeah. How, how have you been keeping busy? And what, I mean, obviously for someone like you, I could see you just painting every day or coming up with some really cool stuff, but I, I think everybody would love to hear what you've been up to just to keep busy. Um, so yeah, lockdown has been crazy. I've been definitely keeping busy with work with platoon, but from an art perspective, I kind of, um, on my birthday in May, I picked up a tattoo machine. So I've been learning how to tattoo. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Here we go. A huge kind of time, uh, consumption, but it's been super, super fun. And I'm, you know, really looking forward to getting better and being able to do a lot more, you know, larger so you, physical tattoos on skin. So have you been, I mean, have you done any, what do you do? You test it yeah. on paper, you test it on wood, like how, like, yeah, who, take it. Take us through this. Doing this yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started on uh, fake skin for sure. Um, okay. There's like a fake latex skin, and then I have a few lucky friends, or <laughs> I consider myself lucky to have them as friends, to um, have them be kind of my first canvases, as well as my right thigh. My right thigh is definitely my canvas as well. Oh boy. So, so how many you got on your right thigh <laughs> right now? Uh, like three ish, <laughs> but I, you know, I work on them a bit here and there, and yeah. I'm making a. I'm making it a larger tattoo. Like they're all going to come together into one larger tattoo. But yeah, it's been an wow. experience for sure. So once things start opening up, which which they will, is this going to be a part of your? Are you going to add this to your your art your artistic encyclopedia? What What do you want to do with it? For sure, I definitely. Um, yeah, I definitely want to get super super good at tattooing. Okay. And, um, I would love to be like a traveling tattoo artist. Um, and I'm sure, um, you know, if we talk a year from now, um, you'll hear me say it again, that I would love to, you know, work with the artists that I currently work with, but you know, there's always different situations where they want to get tattoos, whether it be a studio, whether it be backstage of a concert. So I want to be super flexible and be able to kind of be that, that person who can kind of pull up anywhere and, and give you some really cool art on your I skin. Mean. Yeah. Pop, pop up tattoo parlor. There, see, you're get, tattoo, Todd's exactly. getting Todd's getting it. See, right? Quinn, you you <laughs> educated him. Right. That's right. Well, very, I knew what it was. Very good. I'm very just good. thinking about the rubes who live here in like Rochester. <laughs> they have no idea what a pop up is. They know what tattoos are. They're everywhere. Oh, here Horrible we go. Horrible too, Quinn. You should come here and give these people some normal. <laughs> oh man. nice tattoos. Well, I think we're gonna get our first negative comments. But well, here we go. We'll get <laughs> We'll get more. Yeah, pissed off somebody. Um, That's right, when so you know Quinn, you made I, it, though. I, I still have a couple of questions. Let's talk about, like, if you had to describe to, to people, because everybody's going to be looking you up now, but if you had described, like, what your, what, what's your fashion vibe? Because you you have this unique ability, and, and again, maybe it's because I'm older. I just think it's unique. You, you combine fashion. You combine art. You have this great taste in music. I mean, this party, Todd, the music, I was I was – I couldn't Shazam it because I would have looked uncool, but it's like you, you, you've just got this, in my opinion, this perfect balance of art, sense of style, 
music. How would you how would you classify your style? What would the I mean, even if you have to name all all three fashion, music and art, like what what's your what's your vibe? What what if people were like to look at you, what, what would you tell them your vibe is? Because it to me, it's great. I would tell them. I mean, maybe it sounds cliche, but I'll tell them one of one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but okay. in, in kind of wider sense, I would tell them um, it's kind of just authentically me. Um, okay. You know, I've I've always been kind of this way, and I've grew up with some really great influences. Um, you know, my dad's um, a super musician himself. Yep. Um, and you know, I was always super artistic, so I kind of just always wanted to forge all those things together. And I was always like unapologetically myself. Um, and I've kind of kept that throughout my entire life. Um, yeah, absolutely. And you've done it in such a, such a great way though. You know, it's like, it's like some people say, Oh, I'm unapologetically myself. And then they go out and do all this, you know, stuff to make a statement. And what Mm -hmm. Quinn's done is Quinn's made statements without yelling or screaming. He's just, he, he yells it with his work. He right. does it. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly. And I don't know if that's an accurate way of describing it, Quinn, but I just think your work speaks for you. In and a it way. should. And, yeah, and yeah. it's, it's not this like in, you know, it's not this in your face, like you can't avoid it. It's just like, oh my gosh. And when you hear, when you go to like, whether it's an event or you, you see what he's listening to and, and just when you put the music, the style, the art all together. Yeah. It's like you just feel this vibe. So in that vein, what would, if you had to, and again, I don't, I'm not so big on future casting right now because God knows what's going to happen next. But if you had to say like with, with thing, you know, with things, you know, opening up in the future, if you had to say like what your next trend or not even trend, what your next inspiration or where you're going, I know you got the tattoo thing going, what, what else? What else in terms of maybe your fashion taste, music taste, anything as, as you move along as an artist, would you say um, you're, you're looking forward to? I think I'm looking forward to, um, you know, lockdown has been a crazy time for a lot of artists and musicians. Yep. It's had them kind of refocus and re kind of figure out what they need to do in order to capitalize on their career. And I'm super excited to see as the world opens back up again, how things have changed for individual artists and um, musicians. I think, you know, when you have so much time to yourself, it's super reflective. So it's, it's, it's pretty much an uncanny time for somebody who's creative to just kind of sit in their studio and at home. I agree. And also listen, you're listen, you, you are a very social person. Um, You obviously know how to make friends and build relationships, which is essential not just as a human being, but also for, to build a business. So socially, what do you think is going to change if you had to predict? Because I, if you're like me, you want to get back out there. I want to get back out there. I want to, you know, I still want to go with a group of friends and listen to great music, whether it's at a club or a concert. Like, what do you see socially changing or what do you think will just like pop on back? I think, um, you know, socially prior to lockdown, there was a lot of, um, kind of people being withheld from the scene just because of, you know, or when I say the scene in quotes, um, it's, it's kind of people not being able to kind of jump in and tap in. And I think when people went into lockdown, they started to realize that, you know, you don't actually have that, that network that you see at those parties at your fingertips. So I think people are going to be a lot more willing to be open to meet a lot more people and, 
and have those conversations and kind of just explore because, you know, you never know when you'll want to have a conversation with someone, um, you know, just because you met someone at a party doesn't mean that they're your friend and they're, they're your contact. I think right. that's, you know, a huge change in, in, in the mentality of people for sure. No, I, I completely agree. And then in terms of other, um, other businesses you'd like to get into, I don't know, you know, creativity. Like I, I immediately think of accessories. Like I know you did some bags, but like jewelry, yeah. like other, what else do you want to get into? Furniture design. Um, uh, I really want to get into making coffee tables and, uh, like light fixtures, um, chairs. Um, and I have, you know, secret drawings in my notebooks that I've been kind of working on for a little while. I so, um, yeah, really, really looking forward to kind of exploring different areas of the creative field and definitely, you know, interior design and furniture is one of those. So do you see eventually with all these experiences, do you see kind of putting all these together and you're just, you know, you've got one of one, is it all going to be under the one of one banner? Is that going to be the expansion of the company? Or are you thinking even create something completely new? I think, you know, as the times roll, I'll probably figure out where it should sit. But I always think, you know, one one studios is super important to me. Um, I have the tattoo on my skin. Um, yep. The logo means a lot to me. The name means a lot to me. So I think I'll always, you know, want to run my creative work through one of one studios, but awesome. you know, if the opportunities arise where I need to open it up in a different scenario, then, you know, I'm happy to do so. Well, you know, you've got an investor right here. So you just got, you just got to, you <laughs> just got to say when I, Hey, listen, when I told you that back when we were sitting, uh, drinking some wine and having some food in your, in your kitchen, yeah. um, 100%. So city wise, as things open up, I, you know, I, I know you've probably knowing you, you've probably got cities on your list where you want to live, where you want to go. Give us like, I don't know, top three, top five. What are you thinking about in terms of, of living and, and what you want to do? London's uh, awesome. Don't get me wrong. So yeah. London has been really good to me. I love London. Yeah. Um, sure. New York is obviously home for me. So yep. I'll always, you know, think I'll fall back to New York at some point, but I went to Japan luckily just before lockdown mm. and I've, you know, never experienced such an amazing culture like a, a like a true the true honorable um creative business oriented society it kind of just wraps everything that i love into one um yeah. so tokyo would be a massive destination for me um paris at some point i love um the scene there i love yeah. the i love the fashion i love the art um, and I've heard Copenhagen is something that I really like, and I haven't been there yet. So I haven't either. I've heard clean, yeah. like amazing, like furniture design yeah. wise. Yeah. Yep. I think it'd be great. I agree with you with Japan though. Japan, just like everything just seems to, it kind of reminds me of you. It's like, it's just, it's just these balances of, you know, you got the music, you've got store spaces, you've got art, you've got fashion and Japan just kind of. It, it's it's really just balanced. It's it's crowded there. Or it used to be, but when I was there, but it it it's it's it just it's so cool. And there's people trying different things. Even even American products or American businesses that go there are cooler there than they are anywhere else. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. You know, you say he's got that balance, which is important. Yep. But you also have a drive. Like you have a drive, and I can. I, and I, I just met you and this is, you know, I, I don't know you at all, but I can tell you have a drive. 
Yeah. You said your dad was a musician, and which is an artist. Mm -hmm. Did you pick up drive from your parents? Were your parents very influential in uh, uh, what you do now? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, my parents are my biggest influences for sure. Fantastic. You know, um, my mom is, you know, super, super driven in, in what she does with work and yeah. she's super authentic and raw and she, she brings her, her true personality to work, but in the most business oriented way. Um, my dad is, you know, one of the most creative people I've ever met. He can, you know, make a beat out of anything. He, you know, when we were in Japan and I'll, I'll tell you the story when you're mm -hmm. in Japan, he found the crossing sounds of the train so fascinating that he would stand there and record them on his voice notes and then came oh, back to God. London and we made, we made a beat out of them. See, Like yeah. he yeah. is just so interesting. And he taught me how to DJ, um, which is another, you know, side passion of mine. Um, and you know, they both just really, um, have always wanted to, you know, put forward, put their best foot forward in life. And I think that has really kind of impacted on me that, you know, you only get one shot. So, you know, go for it, you know? So besides DJing, are, are you a musician as well? I know DJ is a former musician, but are you, do you play instruments, you guitar, piano, anything? Uh, as a kid, I played piano. I tried drums. I tried guitar. Um, I never really stuck with a single instrument, so I wouldn't consider myself a single player. But yeah. um, when I just got my new place in London, I made sure to have a piano in the house. There you go. Uh, oh so I have a Yamaha downstairs, which is great. Um, and, you know, I love awesome. working on beats here and then just on Logic. Um, it's just super fun with some friends. Yeah, he's an you, impressive guy. I, what did I tell I you? I know. Um, wait, new when, when did this new place happen? Uh, so I got a new place in August. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. It was, it was, um, really important to me that I kind of got a bigger space and had a separate space in my house for my studio and office. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I've upgraded my place and now I'm currently sitting in my, my studio office. Um, and which is a, definitely a separate space from my, my room and the downstairs. And, um, it's kind of just allowed me to you know, create away from home, you know? Right. Yeah. And away from other distractions, distractions, yeah. you get a little more, it, it, you're a little more mindful. It's great to have that, that space. I totally agree. So yeah. you've already said it, but I just think as a reminder to, to people listening, especially some of our folks that are kind of in that, that period of like, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? If you had to give, you know, a, a couple pieces, three pieces of advice to people, right mm -hmm. now that are either in something that they're not sure about um, or not sure where to go next um, or, or maybe they're in the same position you were in back in Boston. Mm -hmm. I don't know, what, what would you, what, I think I know what you tell them to do, but what do you think you would tell them? I think at the end of the day, you just got to go for it. You know, yep. that's, it's easier said than done for sure. Yes. I think um, another key thing that I think I've always kind of take a note too, is that every situation you're in is an opportunity to learn something and you just got to figure out what you can take from that specific situation. And, you know, it may be a lot of hard work and you may not like everything that you're doing at the moment, but there's still opportunity to learn something there. Um, so really just take us, take a step back and figure out the positives of the situation you're in and, and figure out how to maximize those opportunities that, that you're, 
um, that you're getting yourself in. Right. And then just eventually just take that step, take the leap, yeah. you know, fall yeah. off the cliff. And he's right. It's easier said than done. Oh, of course. But it's so impressive at a young age to just go for what you, you want to do. And he did it. That's a, uh, well, yeah. I and, commend and, that. And, and, I never, and at 20, what were you even thinking of starting a business at 20? No, no, me either. No. I mean, I would have stayed if I didn't go to school, I would have stayed in the comic book store, but you know, that was fun for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I, 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 I think here it's key too. It's like, even, even if you think you know what you want to do and then you get into it and you don't really like it. What I like about Quinn is that he was also one of the things I like about Quinn is that he was very decisive and you just decided like, Hey, you know, Boston's fine. I'm going to learn some stuff out of this, which mm -hmm. you probably could use in your, in whether it's in art or in fashion. Right. But you're like, no, I, I need to change a pace. I need to change my location. And um, again, a lot of people are scared to do that. But I that's one of the many things I admire about you. You just made a decision and you're like, hey, I'm moving to London. I'm going in cold and we're just going to we're going to build from there. And he did. Uh, maybe I missed it. But did you did you get your degree in Boston or no? No, no. no. Will you, no. Do you ever plan on going back at some point? Is that something you're ever thinking about or that's just so far in the past you're moving forward? So believe it or not, throughout all the work that I've done in London, I've, I have one more class left for a business management degree. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I'll, so I'll officially have that in the spring. There you go. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. I knew he was going to school. Quinn. Um, well, I thanks. didn't know. I, oh, I know. I, that's why I asked. <laughs> Todd <laughs> likes to be smart with me. Okay. Um, Quinn, thank you so much for your time. I know yeah, you, you are busy. Um, and uh, hey, on a personal note, as a friend, I, I miss you a ton. I miss you and the family a ton. So I can't wait to see you guys again. But I really sure. appreciate you coming on. And um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Quinn Titsworth, creative strategist, designer, one of one studios. Um, he's also at Platoon. That will all be on the website and all be on our promotions of the show. So you'll be able to to uh, find him quite easily. And as always, if you have specific questions or want to be connected to Quinn, you can reach out on uh, George at CuriouslyGeorge.com. I will vet you and then we'll go from there. <laughs> Sounds good. Quinn, thank you. Thank Thanks you. Thank you me. so much. Uh, live from London. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll definitely have you back this spring when things open up because um, things are going to be changing. So we want to hear what you're doing. Sure. Cool. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks so much. For having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. See you soon. Um, wow. That was great. Yeah. Impressive. I, I, yeah. You just, you find these talents and uh, you know, it inspires me because I, you know, I've always been a little bit of, I don't know, fearful. Oh yeah. And, and that's human. And I think everybody has fear, but there are certain people like Quinn that know how to like put it in its room and they keep fear there for a little bit of balance and to keep them creative. Like, all right, my back's against the wall. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Mm -hmm. But they use it the right way. And I found that out later in life, Yeah, how to do that. And, um, well, as you get older, it, it becomes a little easier you're, I don't know what the word is, but like in my twenties, I, I told you a million times, I wish I'd tried stand-up comedy in my twenties. Right. I never did just because of that fear factor. I didn't right. want to, you know, but put then myself you, out there. Yeah. But then you were able to do it. Right. As you, you get older, you become a little less, you know, fearful and, right. and gave it a shot, but, but total, I, I commend him. And he's so impressive. I know. And it goes back to that linear path. Like, yeah, he went to Boston and you know what? Hey, he just woke up one day and was finally like, you know what? I've been doing this for a year and a half. Yeah. It's not for me. And guess what? It's okay to change and leave. It doesn't mean you're going to fail. Right. It means I'm going to do something that I really feel I want to do. So I, I hope people out there realize that even if you don't finish what you started, 
that's okay because maybe you weren't you shouldn't have started it in the in, in the first place. Right. And like Quinn said, take what you can get from it, take the positives of it, run with it, and run to your next thing, and just start going. You know, yeah. we're only here once, so I uh, I love that, and and it's so it's just so conscious, so present. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that stuff. So anyway, everybody, that was thank a good one. you. That was yeah. a great one. Yeah. Great one. Um, thanks so much for listening. Um, hey, our subscriptions are going up every week. Oh, good. That's so good. thank you guys all for your support. Um, we will continue to have compelling guests on. And um, don't forget, every Thursday at 10 a.m. we'll be dropping new episodes. Curiously George, curiouslygeorge.com. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and all that other, I don't know, whatever the hell you kids do these days. Right, yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll see you soon. Say bye, George. Bye.